Dylan, Dylan, I know you're very upset because Universal Studios is unfortunately closing the American Dragon Challenge this week. Uh, they closed it. That oh, yeah, yesterday. I know. And, you know, the American Dragon Challenge was the best. Like, the beginning of it where it starts off and you get signed. And you feel like you're really going up high and higher. And then you debut. And then all of a sudden you get fired for choking a dude. And you just shoot down. And it's this big rush. But then you climb back up. You get hired a little bit. You get the U.S. title. But then you kind of shoot back down. And you shoot all around. And then it corkscrews you for a little while with the World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're in a weird <laughs> tag team with Kane. And you shoot down. Uh, but then eventually you climb really high. And I believe this is the highest point that any ride ever goes. It goes all the way up to the WWE title. And then, like, right when you get the title, right when you think you've got it, it shoots you down low, like, way, like into the dirt. It's the only roller coaster <laughs> that takes you into the dirt. Then back up, well, you get the Intercontinental title for no apparent reason, but then it shoots you right back down and refuses to let you off of the ride, despite the fact that you're medically cleared to go ride other rides. They're like, no, you have to stay on this ride. No. And then you're stuck well, for a while um well they turn you into the manager of the ride <laughs> they turn you and they into just the change manager you there. of the ride for a while you let other people on the ride but you know i'm just happy that the ride i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm happy the ride is gone i'm just can't wait for the ride to debut at another park like it's gonna be so good <laughs> welcome to fight <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Dylan. And together, they are known as the Fight Boys! Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, your friendly neighborhood, Scotty Moe. Joined this week, as always, by my tag team partner in crime. It is he, the B. It is... Blake Tanner. Hey, yo, Scotty, how you doing? Oh, shit, and Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, famed WrestleMania opponent of Big Show that never happened. Oh, no, no, it's B, Big Show. I'm here. I'm again. Oh, it's, no, it's Shaq and Big Show. Now, can you two tell me, why why did the match not work out, Shaq and Big Show? Well, because this this guy over here got too fat. Hey, do take that back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, in addition to this apparently now five-man booth of me, Blake, Shaq, Big Show, is also the Lord of the Smart Side himself. It is the Dylan. T- towards the end there, towards towards the end there, it did kind of sound like the Big Show and Shaq were making out, and that's uh, <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. Oh, they're doing much worse than making it. Oh. Oh, they have collapsed my bed! By God, my bed has collapsed! <laughs> By God, the bed is broken in half! <laughs> that bed had a family to support. Literally, oh. it had something to support. Yeah. Good good yeah. pun. 
And guys, Mauro <laughs> Ronaldo's dreams have come true because JBL has finally fucking left SmackDown. Mamma mia! But, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Mamma mia, he's gone! Unfortunately, he, he left on good terms and, like, you know, doing something heroic, which isn't what we all wanted a few months ago when we were all just like, I need him to f be fired and then have, a, yep. have his cheap suit burned in the ring. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's the anti-Undertaker. He gets in the ring, leaves the yep. suit, but then they set the suit on fire. Well, See, it's this really, it's, uh, this, it's this really weird thing because I, I, I do believe that JBL is likely almost as bad as like the the backstage stories say he is, but at the same time, his like the philanthropy work that he's doing, if that is the actual reason he's leaving, that's yeah. that's a that's a decent move. But like, yeah. shitty people say, like, who do good things are still shitty people. It's the same problem yeah, I had back true, like true. back in the day with John Cena, where you would just be like. Oh man, John Cena, he sucks. He's so terrible. Then they would show like 50 Make a Wish promos in a row, and you're like, damn it. John Cena, you're a good guy. Yeah, I don't think John Cena ever did any of the backstage things that JBL did, though. Oh, I meant like the, when you were uh, a mega smart and were just like, fuck John Cena. But then all that happened, you're like, damn fuck it. Fuck the John Cena. Fuck the John Cena. Um, I will say, I don't think there was ever any chance of JBL getting fired. Because, like, no matter how much anti-bullying BS they're going to spout out uh -huh. um, for the WWE, Vince fucking McMahon is still Vince McMahon. And he's one of, like, the biggest kind of old-style bullies on the planet. Isn't there video online of Vince McMahon tossing someone into a pool? Have we discussed this on this show? We have because in his uh, in his podcast with Austin, he goes in depth into the psychology and this just utter joy that he receives from pushing people into pools. <laughs> oh yeah, because we were because at that point in our lives, we were just like, that's the only rush he gets now that he's no longer allowed to murder. <laughs> <laughs> he can't see anymore, so he might as well just push whatever he thinks is a person into a pool. Push <laughs> Oh, wait, was that a person? I'm sorry, I thought it was a dog. Vince, that doesn't make it better. You were still gonna push something into a pool. I'm sorry. Vince, that was your five-year-old grandchild. I hope he can swim. That was one of the ascension I pushed in, right? Fuck those guys. Wait, wait, which one, though? Victor? Good, good, good. Tell Connor he's got a push coming. Connor? Good, good, good. That kid looks like a wet rat already. <laughs> Fuck. Um, can we just say, like, really quickly, since I don't see it on the notes, fucking Ric Flair is such a boss. Rick fucking Ric Flair's Fla tweet back. I'm not dead yet, motherfuckers! Wearing the shirt. Ric Flair's, like, tweet was, was the greatest because he was at the same time cutting a promo, like, like, styling, and then the tweet also advertised his merch store. It was the most, like, it was all of wrestling and yet, like, all of Ric Flair at once. It was like, you should just show that to people. Like, what's professional wrestling? You just show them that Ric Flair tweet. It's just like, yeah, that, this is what Ric Flair is, guys. This is what yeah. wrestling is all about. And then you woo in their face. Woo! This dude almost died, and a week later, he was doing this. <laughs> woo! Woo! Crunchy. Woo! Spicy. Woo! Honey, <laughs> 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 Woo! 
guys, that was not a. You know, they say it's a paid Ric Flair impersonator. It was me. I'm sorry. They got me. It was the first thing oh, I ever man. did. How was, it, how was it meeting Pelvis Wesley? Was it? It was. I mean, well, I basically did what Elias Sampson did to him. I just started beating the shit out of him. That's why he didn't have a segment in the first one beyond just being like, hi. I really, I really do. I, I, I do. I do honestly believe that if if Gallows and Anderson are ever just like just like if if they get to next WrestleMania and they aren't being used, they should just come to the ring as as Tex Ferguson and Chad too bad. You know how over that would be? The most fucking thing over thing. Um in other news, they still just have no fucking clue what to do with the raw women's division. Uh oh 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 Really, 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 really. <clears throat> tell me more. Tell me more about you mean the you mean the people who are like, okay, let's have someone win and then let's just have them lose clean on TV. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, that was one thing. Let's have Sasha win and then uh, blatantly give the title back to Alexa Bliss. And so then obviously you've got the rematch between those two. Except, oh wait, how about we also threw in Nia Jax? Oh, that makes sense. And then hmm, maybe Emma. Cause why the fuck? Is it bad not? that I want? I want Emma to win it just to be. I, I also want. Did, did they changed their theme music? Correct. I, I don't know. I, I just saw. It's the... not great. It's. I like that. It's, just, not... it's not good. Yeah, it's not a good thing. the old one was like one of the best songs that they did because it was her original song, and they were like, yeah. "What if we just made it like sassy?" Well, the new song isn't CFOs. Oh, really? Is, why would you ever not use them? Yeah. All of the songs that you have that, like, trend and people buy on, like, iTunes are CFO songs. Yeah. Exactly, because they make some good damn songs. So, wait, is it, is it back to Jim Johnston, or? I listened to I, I listened to the freaking one for Alistair Black, like, on the way to work, and that thing's mm-hmm. repetitive as fuck. But it this works. Is, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember who did it. I don't think it was Jim Johnson, actually. Yeah. It was actually Jimmy Hart. They brought back Jimmy Hart to be like, Hi, babies, it's Emma! No. He's going crazy into a microphone. Oh my god, he's just hitting people with his megaphone. It's also through a megaphone, so it's badly distorted. Why does her? Why does it sound like that? Uh, he sounds like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Hart oh, Kenny might be the best thing of all time. What's up, man? Let's start talking about Hulkamania. Hulkamania, right away. <laughs> This is Emma's first pay-per-view match since 2014, guys. Jesus H Christ! You need to. Oh, I, you need. You need to. You need to understand how like po- like like everybody talks about the the four horsewomen being like, man, they've all been so poorly. They've all been champion. Some of them multiple time. Mm-hmm. Like like Emma Emma like. And uh, and Paige did that thing way back for that first belt, and then they were just like, "You see that girl? She's got some real talent, doesn't she?" Fuck her. Yeah. How about we uh, yep. bring her on TV? And oh, what should we do with her? Like make her feud with Paige or oh. something, or bring her in against no. AJ Lee? No. What we're gonna do is put a fucking snake on her hand, 
and have her hang we're out gonna, with we're Santino. We're going to make her female. We're going to make her oh. female Santino Morella. And then when Santino retires, we're just going to like punish her for stealing something she didn't actually steal. And then we're just never going to let her come back up for air. We're just going to drown her. I really like the idea that someone went to Vince and was like, Vince, we're coming up with this idea. It's an all-female shield with, like, Summer Rae and Paige and all this. And in Vince's head, what he heard was, you said us female Santino, right? Yeah, we can do that. Bring up that What one happened to woman. Summer Rae? Is it, Summer Rae's <laughs> dead, right? They found her in, like, some creek down here in Florida? No, if you if they <sighs> found Summer Rae anywhere, it'd be Las Vegas. Speaking of, I didn't put this in the notes, but um, Lana's gone batshit crazy. Because recently on Instagram, yeah. she has posted videos of, oh, we went to, we've went to my Rusev's home country of Bulgaria, and he's showing me how to do work in the country. And she is wearing nothing <laughs> but a fucking bikini, climbing haystacks, and then milking a cow. Where was that selfie that she took? Was it in front of a cow or a pig? And it's just like... I don't. I need, I need you to link. I need you to link me this. I haven't seen this yet. I need. <laughs> I need to see this. I don't yeah. believe this is real. I've not well, seen the selfie, Blake, but I have seen the uh, 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 like pure video of Lana milking a cow, and In apparently she went back the next day and did some more chores. In a bikini. Uh. Let's... I fail to see. I fail to see where the issue is here. Like you guys yeah. are telling me things, and all I'm hearing is "good idea, good idea." <laughs> let's push her. Let's, push, <laughs> let's let's bring back the bikini contest oh. of the mid 2000s. Like I, I'm hearing nothing wrong. <laughs> the bikini cow milking um, hay contest, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I remember is um, no. The only thing that I think is if is if Nana Rusev were still alive. She would have kicked someone's ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in other news, apparently Roman Reigns is in a baby face. Okay, I need to hear this story, because this is news to me. Oh, that Roman Reigns is not a baby face? <laughs> yeah. Whether they're cheering or booing, Reigns draws the most fan reactions of any superstar. Well, he ain't wrong. Thank Cena begs to differ. Yeah, th well, thank you, thank Applesauce. you for that. Applesauce. <laughs> um, by, by the way, I, I'm so sad I missed last week and just talking about watching Roman Reigns die in the middle of a ring. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, it was pleasant. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, apparently uh, ESPN at, was talking to him about being a heel or a babyface, and he goes, he believes that he is the first superstar who doesn't have to be a heel or a babyface. I officially hate him in real life now. <laughs> to me, I'm neither. Rain said about whether he considers himself a babyface or a heel. Wait, did he, did he actually says he believes he's the first superstar that doesn't have to do that? Yeah. Has he, wait, oh, God damn it. I need The Undertaker to come back out of retirement and, like, hit him in the nuts like he did to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, if I'm totally off here, then I'm totally off, but I'm the first of my type. I'm the first true gray area guy, just being what he was born to be. My favorite part about all this is if you look up on the article, there's a picture of Roman Reigns. In the ring with John fucking Cena, as if to say, are you serious? <laughs> Motherfucker.
motherfucker. Oh my god. Okay. I was starting to. He was starting to win me over. He was finally, finally after years, like this program was seen. I was just like, nah, Roman. Like you shut John Cena up. Like you want to be a fighter. He wants to be a talker. That's cool. And then, and then he does shit like this, and I'm just like, god damn it. How do you enter the room with your fucking ego? I hate that he he like refers to himself as the locker room leader, like so often it seems and it's like motherfucker i know you probably are but damn son you know you know you know the undertaker never did this you know stone cold never referred to himself as the locker room leader other people did that for you yeah mhm what's what's that what's that line from game of thrones he who says he is king is no no is no true king mhm what if he's like not well obviously he's not the actual locker room leader, but what if it's like someone you just would not fucking expect for some reason? My name is Enzo Amore, and I am a certified G and a bona fide locker room leader. Take some pictures with my friends, how you doing? <laughs> Blake, why did your Enzo turn into a very thick Bernie Sanders impression for a minute? <laughs> uh Maybe I've been hitting the vape a little too hard. And I turned into a very old Jewish man from New York. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who it would be the most hilarious to be if it if it did turn out to be true. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I'm trying to think of like who's like who's like mid card enough. It's Bo Dallas. You know, Bo <laughs> Dallas is the locker room leader. And Bo Dallas, of course, the crazy fucking nut job that he is that I learned from Jericho's podcast a few weeks ago. Oh. And he's just spouting out all this propaganda about the conspiracy theories he believes oh, in. Oh, is he the new um, the new Brian Kendrick? Because Brian Kendrick was like that, too. Brian Kendrick believes in lizard people. Bo Dallas says that Sandy Hook was a false flag. Oh, Bo Dallas. And in other news about Enzo Amore, um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently uh, once it was found, uh, Chris Jericho talked about Enzo moving to 205 Live, and he was just like, yeah? Because at least they're his size, because otherwise he'll flounder no matter what. And then he's like, in all honesty, he's going to flounder no matter where he goes. But he, he, he went and talked to Neville and was just like, yo, dude. He goes, I told Neville this months ago. So I guess it's been months in the making that Enzo was going to get the shaft. I said, there's going to come a time when you're going to have to make him look good. That's the job of guys like you and me. It doesn't matter if he's good. That's not his responsibility. That's yours now. Neville's going to have to do anything he can to make that match work the same way that all great workers in time do that. So Enzo has gone far beyond even help anymore. It's like, don't try to help Enzo. It's like, just do what you can to make him look decent and it'll be fine. Man, that's... uh, I don't think that... I I can't think of a case since I started watching wrestling, and that's only it's only been a few years, of course. But like, where a dude has been the opposite of being a great worker and a great wrestler, but not having much charisma, to being like able to talk smack about just about anything, but not being viable in the ring at all. Over, I can't hear you over the this video of Lana climbing haystacks. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost Dylan for the rest of the podcast. She's just like, you climb that, hey girl, hey girl, hey. I mean, now that you now that you think about it, I mean. Lana did cut some pretty good Russian promos, but she's trash in the ring, so... Yeah, but I mean... Oof. That's fine. I don't... I don't... I, I don't need Lana 
to to be the best person in the ring. Like I just need Lana to be near the <laughs> ring. Yeah, I just really just, that's all I've ever needed from her the whole time she's been it. that's what the moment she and Rusev showed up, I was just like, that's amazing. I was I was so happy to see somebody who was like, Oh, we're bringing yeah. back the manager position and we're having it just be a manager. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to that one well, I mean, I guess you could say primetime players almost did that when they had um what was his name? The guy who got fired after a wait week because he just decided to make a rape joke live on air. Like Kobe in the bedroom, he's unstoppable. <laughs> that is O'Meal like Kobe <laughs> Brian in a bedroom. He's unstoppable. <laughs> One day later, we have terminated our relationship with this individual. He will no longer be on I'm our. I'm sorry, air. I just found the haystack video, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's, the podcast is over. Yeah. Watch that shit on loop for the next hour. God dang. Anybody listening to the podcast now, just turn just turn it off. Go find this video. Um, you don't you don't need to listen to us. You need this in your life. What? Male, female, whatever. You need this in your life. Well, no, I like I went to a bunch of like podcasting stuff this weekend. Like, you know, I want to learn. I want to get better. And they were just like, well, just so you know, the video is the future of podcasting. So even if you don't want to film the people talking, just put it on YouTube and you know, put like a fun background on it. Well, with this one, I think I'm just going to put the Lana Climbing A-Stack video on a loop and put us talking in the background. Fantastic. No, you have to start it at perfect. the moment. You have to have a regular video, and then you just have to have wherever I'm just like, I've lost it to this video, and you just link it there, and then just continue it. In the words of in the words of OSW, splicey, splicey. <laughs> and then we're just in the background this whole time, like, yeah, look, you dirty pervert. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I know what you're staring at. Do it. I dare you. Just remember this noise. It's like, oh, God, no. Oh, what? It's ruined it. Oh, my God. Oh, well, turning the video off for right now, but I am going to bookmark that. Mm -hmm. And you know what else you should bookmark, Blake Tanner? A pee break. Okay. Well, I'm happy Blake understands where the breaks in the show come at, ladies and gentlemen, because I think Blake Tanner needs to bookmark merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can get merchandise for all of the wonderful BS Network programs, whether that be a load of BS, whether that be Opposite Attractions, our brand new podcast, or anything else, and especially for... The Fight Boys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Over in the Fight Boys section on merch.aloadofpurebs.com, we have stuff for all of your favorite JWF wrestlers. Whether you want a VWO shirt, whether you want the shirt for the Lord of the Smart Side, whether you want a shirt to support the BS, my personal favorite, we got it all for you over there. And then, of course, we do have some generic Fight Boy shirts. We got the uh, I'm a Fight Boy or Fight Girl for Life shirts. We have, uh, let's see, the Fight Effin' Boys shirt if you want to, you know, be extreme but also hide your profanity. It's all available for you over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in the Fight Boys section. So, Dylan, I think it's just me and you now because one of our co-hosts have gone to pee. That's that's completely understandable. Um Honestly, if you need to get the Ryback thing out now, like now's the time because like I, I really don't. I'd like like I'll take the hit. Well, there's not like I. It was one thing I thought about earlier. Ryback has not been on shit. He has been off of the radar, <laughs> and it's made me mad. Oh. oh, I'm sorry that your fucking segment is died with Ryback. 
<laughs> I'm sorry that I'm sorry that the rest of the world has also begun to understand that Ryback is kind of the shits. I, dude, you have no. The minute he comes back, I have the segment planned. I have what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna have everything. I just need him to say some crazy shit, and I'm gonna fill it in. But other than that, <laughs> it's gone. Um, I would just like to throw in really quickly. Um, I would. I can't find it, but I read that uh, Sexy Star was stripped of the AAA title. Uh, yep. Can anyone confirm that? Yes, I can confirm yes. that. Yes, can I confirm. Saw, I saw the tweet from the AAA. Mm-hmm. They uh, ripped it away from her as if they had her in an armbar. She lost the Talk is Jericho interview privileges for life. Oh, holy shit, really? Yeah, I, I, listened, to, I listened to him, yeah. Good work. Even, I fucking love Jericho. Even Edge and Christian had something to say about it. Because I started listening to the Edge and Christian show recently. And um, let me tell you, if you like to listen to Edge being Edge, and if you really like to listen to Christian doing some ASMR shit because he talks really quietly, you'd be into that show. Yeah. Um, speaking of dumb people doing dumb things, though, Baron Corbin. <laughs> Apparently it's been revealed one of the reasons why he got heat. And a lot of people are just like, okay, look, it's not the Twitter incident. A lot of people are saying it's Twitter, but it's not. It's actually because apparently they had a meeting about the importance of, like, concussion-related injuries and why you need to immediately report concussions. And um, the doctor brought up a recent study mm -hmm. on deceased NFL players who were diagnosed with CTE post-mortem. And apparently the way he talked about the study downplayed it as being solid proof that anyone who played football would develop CTE. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was the doctor that was, like, featured in that fucking movie about the concussion starring Will Smith. Yes, well, see, that's, um, that, that's where the problem came from. Because apparently Baron Corbin, who, if you've never seen, is the funniest fucking looking football player of all time. Um, in the middle of this, like, full-on meeting, cut him off. Was just like, no, 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 no. He was just like, um, because of football, you will always head have head trauma. Helmets are always cracking together. You're fucking wrong. Fuck you. I'm paraphrasing, but I'm assuming that this is what Corbin said. And, uh, he was just like, I'm part of a concussion-related lawsuit against the NFL. Mm -hmm. And apparently, Cor the the way Will Smith portrayed the guy in the concussion movie is how Corbin thought he really was. And so he was just like, dude, that's a movie. That's not who I, what? And then they were like, okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna stop your, that has to, that has to, no, no, that's, that's arrogance comes before the fall. That really is. It was described you... as awkward time standing still and an awkward moment that led to awkward laughter. It should also be noted that this was not a case of Corbin being belligerent. It was a situation where he was expressing his opinion at the wrong place and the wrong time. At which point he was just like, you ain't Will Smith. You, you know that Will Smith was the good guy in that movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, that's the point, though. Okay. It's like, apparently, the way they portrayed him was not fully accurate. What well, um, so what I think about this situation is, like, I get it. It's probably not the best place, but if you are part of, like, this huge lawsuit that's been going on that has ruined people's lives and careers, and if you were really passionate about it, I get it. Yeah, I get it too. And like, also, 
I just want to go back to something you said earlier, which is Will Smith is the good guy in the concussion movie. Who exactly is the antagonist? My name's Gary Concussion. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the NFL. NFL. Oh, yeah. yeah. John, yeah, the commission of the NFL is Johnny Concussion. Um, Johnny, I'm going to come around and knock your heads around. I'm Johnny Concussion. He's the one that's trying to get them to admit that the concussions are a real bad thing. He's, you know, that scene where he's going, tell the truth. Tell the truth, my friend. I, anytime I do a similar accent to that, I always have to end any sentence with my friend, even if it's a negative thing. I hate you so much, my friend. You are a terrible person, my friend. You are a piece of shit. <laughs> my friend. Fuck you, my friend. Um, in, uh, in other people still having heat, um, Enzo. <laughs> oh, boy. So what, there. it's been, it's how long's it been? Here. Two weeks, one week since he debuted for take 205 Live? Ooh, yeah. Two weeks. Already has heat. Already has heat. And apparently, yeah. uh, wait, 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 wait. Can I wait? Can I guess? Having no knowledge of this, can I can I guess why he potentially has heat? Oh yeah, yeah go ahead. Oh, uh, is 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 it because he's walking around like he owns the place when there are people who have been part of this since last year's cruiserweight classic? You're close. Um, ah. Apparently, Davari talked about it. Um, do, 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 the guy. Um, By the way, only heard good things about that guy as like a person. Who Enzo? No, Devari. Oh, Devari. I was just like, yeah. you're not paying attention. That he's like a solid. That he's a solid dude, which is good because his older brother got shafted by the company years ago. Uh huh. <laughs> but um, let's see. Apparently, since he Enzo came from Raw, he has like this sense of entitlement. And uh, oh Devari says, I think he's already ruffling feathers at 205, talking down to guys like, well, you know, you really need to be doing it this way. There's no psychology to that. You're all flips and dips, Devari said. Everyone's like, you're the worst wrestler on the fucking card. Even if it is too much flippy dippy, you can't even do the flippy dippy or basic stuff. As evidenced by the fact that he had to hold the ropes to do a backflip last week. Oof. I mean, yeah, I would definitely, I would never come into any situation where cruiserweights were involved and insult them for their flippy dippiness. Yeah, that's really like going to the big show and being like, dude, you too tall. Like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> what, what I do. The I'm the world's largest athlete. That's where you, no, that's where you go. That's like going up to like Braun Strowman and being like, listen, dude, I need you to do more kip ups. <laughs> Bra of course, Braun might say, okay. Could you just put some moon salts into your repertoire? Cause I mean, Jesus Christ, sir. He's just like, all right, I could do that. I would love to see Braun Strowman do a moon salt. Mm -hmm. And you know what I would love to see? I would love to see. Do do do. No, no, right back. Um. <laughs> you would though. You would mark <laughs> you... out like a fucking twelve-year-old. No, dude, I'm I'm starting to have like I'm having this like release from it where I'm just like I haven't done Ryback in so long that now I'm setting up for Ryback segments that aren't even here. It's like you're having real bad withdrawals. You're chasing the dragon. You're chasing the Ryback. I'm chasing the big guy. By the way, I would like to point out that my uh, I forgot that they did at the time, but they actually called it chasing the dragon at TakeOver and I was just like I didn't think you could get away with saying that shit on, te on, on PG television. Oh yeah. Um I think they've changed it. I think a lot of people have said that they've changed their finisher to something less awesome than chasing the dragon. 
But of course it was Morrow, so Morrow doesn't give a shit. They could have a finisher that's just like, I murdered someone. You'd be like, I murdered someone in the middle of the ring. It's like, good work, Morrow. Mamma mia. Mamma mia, I murdered someone. Mamma mia. His name was JBL. <laughs> Um, but no, actually what I want to see is I want to see Seth Rollins' apparently original new theme song. Have you read about this? No. This is my favorite fucking thing ever. Because apparently, you know, he now has the, in the middle of his song, they just decided to add, Burn it down! Hey, well, it is much better than you are portraying it, good sir. It has made his song Pretty good. Oh, you saying it wasn't Jimmy Hart coming in the middle like, Hey, y'all, burn it down! Burn it down, buddy! <laughs> um, well, uh, apparently, apparently Seth didn't want it at all. He was just like, apparently someone came to him and was like, Hey, man, Vince says we have to change your song. I've been using this song for three years. Why? And he was just like, well, there's a pause in the middle of it. I don't like that pause. And apparently they did. I gotta throw that pause into the pool. <laughs> Put the pause in the pool. So apparently they did five different versions of the entrance, and three of them were just a random sound bite thrown into the middle of them. So it's like, and then like you know, burn it down. But apparently one of them started with the King Slayer. <laughs> I have to admit, I actually would have dug the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. It looks like it sounds like a cologne commercial. <laughs> oh. Passion, fury, Kingslayer. <laughs> so what would what would be worse? What would you remember the curb stomp? <laughs> Remember, oh, oh, I know. remember when this character was interesting? <laughs> Burn it down, baby. <laughs> remember when my hair was blonde? <laughs> that was my old fiance. I left her for a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'll never get out of Roman's shadow. <laughs> it's just like all real it starts getting really sad it changes every show <laughs> dean ambrose has the has the highest ceiling of all of us <laughs> uh, i mean i guess if the if seal if by ceiling you refer to hairline oh I damn i look forward to i look forward to bald crazy dean ambrose i i so much i look forward to where he goes he like the craziness overtakes him and we get like he he has had the longest face run of anyone on the main roster. Because mm. like Roman unofficially turned heel, Cena well, left. Well, no, no, no. So Roman didn't count. turn heel. Roman's too good to be a heel or a babyface. Roman Reigns decided to be a fucking dick. Um, <laughs> Roman Reigns retired the Undertaker. Listen, I don't know. You were there. That man was heel. Oh yeah, he was straight up a heel. <laughs> But mm -hmm. nobody, nobody, there were like three children like cheering for him and every adult around them just was like, you know, you're wrong. No. Um, I mean, we, yeah, we all know who was playing the baby face and who was playing the heel in that match. Yeah. But, but like he has been, he has been faced since what, 2014? 
He's been phased for three years. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose, the oh, guy that was like had the Jesus. most craziness coming into this, the guy who cut, cut like crazy C, uh, ZW promos and like <laughs> you know stapled people for a living, is now like you know maybe the what number number two babyface on Raw. The man who once cut a promo so terrifying that it caused a CZW interviewer to quit the next day. Like, yeah, <laughs> that guy. That guy, that guy is your wacky baby face. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, this is the dude that got thumbtacks unbanned for a night. <laughs> Vince, come yeah, on. Yeah, he did. No, come on. No, come on. All right, fine. <laughs> no, and Jericho's just put peeks around the corner. Uh, what was that? What was that? You know, I got, what? got, uh, I got the, uh, I got the Styles Clash unbanned. You know that, right? <laughs> That's a gr- oh, flawless segue, Scotty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I already knew it was coming. It's, um, no, <laughs> it is apparently something that happened, and the way he did it was in the weirdest way. Apparently, he just goes, um, like AJ just started using it, but didn't use it as a finish. And mm-hmm. so, basically, so he could take it to Vince and be like, that move was pretty cool. Not calling it the Styles Clash, just being like, that's a move that is cool. And Vince mm-hmm. is like, yeah. And Chris was like, that should be his finisher. And he just goes, yes, absolutely. Do it. <laughs> so without calling it I, the Styles Clash. So this just shows a little bit of how out of touch he is. Is the fact mm-hmm. that Vince was like, yeah, that's a cool move. Do it. You know, that's the Styles Clash. What? Damn it. <laughs> what? Oh, Damn shit. It. I also love that Jericho is one of like the longest veterans who's been there for a while, who knows how to get things through Vince. Oh, yeah. He w- he was talking about that, too. He was just like, I've learned if you want to pitch something to Vince, don't do it while anyone else is in the room or if he's hungry. Either way, it's going to fail. I was going to do... It was just like I was pitching a WrestleMania match where it was going to be me versus the Wyatts with the Wyatt family in the Wyatts corner and Shawn Michaels in my corner, but I pitched it to Vince when he was eating and other people were in the room, and so therefore it did not get through. I could have got it through any other way. God, you really have to be fit. Or you could just do the Ambrose route. Come on! Do it! I love how, I love how, Dean, I love how Dean Ambrose's, like, I'm not going to play by the system, I give no fucks attitude, has, has just led to him just always going up and Vince and being like, yeah, why wouldn't I talk to this guy? Well, people like Sasha are just like, like, it's Vince McMahon. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll, 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 I'll sack tap and be like, cup check. And, you know, like, well, like <laughs> Dean Ambrose literally is his character. I think Dean, I think he just fucking gets it because that's kind of like the kind of dude that Dean is when he's like willing to just pal around with somebody. I'm sorry, that, but that, the image the kind of, of Dean wants. Ambrose cup checking Vince McMahon might be my favorite thing I've ever th- <laughs> seen in my life. Cup check, pow! Oh, oh my you God. funny kids. That just reminds me, there was one night on Raw a few years ago where. Like, when Vince came back after he wasn't there for a long time on Raw, and then Dean was just, like, walking up the ramp, and Vince just, like, shakes his hand. I would have loved if that would have ended with just, like, a cup check. Cup check. I also love that he says it loudly. Cup check. Pow. (laughs) Now, now the real question, though, does Vince no-sell it? Probably like, huh, yep, good one, kid. 
Go again. Missed him by a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Starts breathing Look. heavily. Oh. This is this is Vince McMahon who didn't let a double quad tear break him out of character. Right. He just sat in a ring and did his Vince McMahon thing. Oh, that's straight up how it would have ended. Vince would have like oh. he would have got nut sat nut tapped by Dean. Dean w- finishes his stroll up the ramp. Vince walks into the ring is like, oh hey um hey every oh god hey everybody how you doing? It's me Vince McMahon. Oh, shit. Oh, I gotta push that motherfucker to the moon. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. By the way, by the way, great news. Good, good news, everyone. Guess who's coming back? Guess who? Guess what? SmackDown Live next week has no chance in hell. Oh, wait, really? Have they announced it? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because because as part of that Kevin a- Kevin Owens uh, Shane McMahon feud where like Shane attacked Kevin, yeah, yeah, like like Daniel was like, I have to suspend you indefinitely, and then Kevin Owens was like, This is now my new personal program. And Daniel's just like, No, no, next week Vince is showing up. He's <laughs> like, Oh well, oh, you know, fuck. The, you know the pop. You do you realize the pop that Vince McMahon gets right now is like Austin esque. Like if you tw- like twenty years ago, if you're like, yeah, that guy twenty years is gonna get the biggest pop whenever his music hits. Everybody would have been like, man, where are you where are you getting weed? Like it's <laughs> that's yeah. that's not right. I mean, Fuck that Vince guy. McMahon. He yeah. comes out all the time, and he's a dick. <laughs> I was only able to do ninety nine burpees at CrossFit today. <laughs> Sorry, I, I came up with that one, but that's when we transitioned to talking about Dean Ambrose, and I was like, I've got to get it in somewhere. I've got to get it in. No, just in the middle of it. Just in the middle of it, it's, hey, everybody, I do CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> Dean just cup-checked me before we came out. <laughs> oh, so, uh, by the way, uh, we haven't talked about the May Young classic at all, which make make us slightly misogynist. I, I want to throw that out there. I've I've been keeping up with it. It's just I it's kind of hard all. to that's, watch. That's, this is like a this is like a continuation of uh, All Star, our uh, Supercard of Honor. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the like, best. It's Supercard of Honor. Dylan was like, I know everyone here. Then like one lady, as South Paul would call them, lady wrestler walks out, and he just goes, "Fuck." No clue. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a tiny I was man. walking around and I was, I was like, yeah, dude, all these people are here, and then some female wrestlers who I don't know, and then this woman, it, this like young woman in front of me, like turns around, gives me a look, and I was like, what? I can't keep up with British, Japanese, and North American wrestling and the female scene. I only have so much time. <laughs> no, that's a tiny man in a wig. There's <laughs> just a tiny man in a wig. <laughs> the only thing I've kept up with is anything related to Candice LeRae. Anything else, I don't give a shit about. But Candice LeRae is like my little mm-hmm. Disney ball of happiness. So I'm just like, yes, tell them about how you fought Kevin Owens in a ring. Please go on. Tell them the about it. Pro- tell them about how the Young Bucks super kicked you with a shoe with thumbtacks glued <laughs> to the bottom and you bled like a stuck Jesus. pig for 15 minutes. <laughs> tell them. The one big problem that I have with the Mae Young Classic so far is the commentary. Yeah. Oh, really? Ain't Lita? Great. Lita isn't a great commentator for this? She's nope. she's no Mauro Ranallo. And- she just breaks nope. out into singing punk songs in the middle of it. And, like, that ain't good. That's not a good playground for JR because JR is just kind of. JR can't carry anymore. That's the thing. JR no. can't carry 
carry a match Yo, well, anymore. He he is a good guy to be a part of it. Like SummerSlam showed, he is great still, but only as part mm-hmm. of a team. He can't be the guy carrying your commentary. Oh, it was lovely having him call the Undertaker's match at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, like he was, he was pretty great. So what you're saying is they um, need to bring in Jerry the King Lawler to call the May Young Classic. No, no, they need to bring in Paul Heyman. Paul would kill Ooh. it. Paul would be fucking phenomenal. It. Paul would kill Jr. However, as part of um, as part of the Mae Young Classic, I would like to say, like, I haven't kept up with hardly any of it except for all the gifts of Bianca Belair, like being the most ungodly athletic person I've I've seen in female, like, as a female wrestler. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they did a combine at uh, NXT. Fun fact: They they, they did, did this what? for some reason. Uh, they did a combine. They did all the stuff that was in like the NFL combine, but for NXT athletes. Uh, fun fact: uh, Ember Moon is like ungodly strong and athletic, despite being literally five fucking feet tall. <laughs> yeah, she she t- she beat Bianca Belair, who is just like a like a freak athlete in like two events at five foot zero. Maybe she's like four eleven and three quarters. Like it's absurd. Yeah, that is why she's so thick. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> oh, there's just uh, no. I'm I'm sorry. We, I'm trying to find a way to segue into a Patreon plug, but so you know how some people pay women for sex. Okay, no, <laughs> no. I was just gonna be like, our patrons are damn thick oh. over at Patreon.com. <laughs> slash fight boys. Wait, wait. What are you saying about your own father, Scotty? My dad thick oh, with two C's. I don't give a shit. Thick with two C's and a K. <laughs> two C's and a K and a cheeseburger. Um, <laughs> what? But yes, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash fightboys is the only website where you can go to support these good fight boys right here. Boys is spelled with a Z. Um, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. All of our perks over there are related to that great Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization known as the JWF. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Donate one dollar. Just one dollar over at patreon.com slash fightboys and you will become a JWF jobber. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We'll bring you in. We'll say your name. We'll put you in a match. You will more than likely lose that match. But of course, I know some of you out there, you're egotistical. You want more. Everyone wants more. Which is why you donate $5. Like my father has over at patreon.com slash fightboys, and it will make you a JWF mid-carter. You will be in storylines. We will use you. We will create... It's not a good thing to say we will use you, is it? (laughs) It's not the best just to be like, donate money, and then we'll use you. Uh, We will use you as a character. We'll give you an interesting character, or if you have ideas, just let it be known. And we'll put you in storylines. But of course... At least you were smart enough to say we'll use you. Sexual. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll use you. Uh, and then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to be a JWF champion, just donate $30. It's technically a bribe over at patreon.com slash fightboys, and in no time, you will be a JWF champion. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you sitting at home on your couch or running. I don't care. Do whatever you want, but you will be a champion. But the only way that can happen is if you go to Patreon, 
dot com slash fight boys, which means boys. Oh, speaking of uh, wrestling uh, companies that don't have a female scene. It's time for that great, the greatest <laughs> professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the JWF, ladies and gentlemen. And we are in the middle of one of the biggest tournaments in JWF history. Eight men are fighting, clawing to possibly become the king of the Steel City, an eight-man tournament that will lead to one man, whoever that may be, becoming the king of the Steel City and the number one contender to the JWF Championship. And last week, we had a few qualifying matches. We had some amazing matches. We got to see Scotty Moore take on his father, Scott Moore, in what was an absolutely phenomenal match. Uh, after a distraction from the VWO, Scotty Moore was able to roll up his father for a quick three count, moving on to the semifinals. And, of course, we got to see the Dylan taking on uh, last week's guest, Brady Cook, in a match that saw the VWO once again interfering and allowing Dylan to pick up the victory at just the last moment. Two men moved on to the semifinals last week, and gentlemen, I think it's time to see who's going to move on with them as we see this match as Travis Clouds of the VWO takes on the rat boy himself, Connor. It's been a while since we've seen him. I don't know if Ring Rust is going to get to him, but this match is Connor the Rat Boy, the king of the rat babies, versus Travis Clouds. And gentlemen, this match was amazing. It, the two men, when they stand side by side, their power, their their body language, they seemed almost identical, grappling in the middle of the ring, trying to overpower each other. Now, when you're in the ring like this, with, with someone who's almost your equal, how do you approach it? Well, I think um, that good old Rat Boy brought his uh, his patented Rat Foo Obviously, into yeah. this. He is the king of Rat Foo. And I just think, I think it took Travis for a loop. It's just an unorthodox style. It's crazy. And, I mean, the man started acting like a rat halfway into the Exa match. It, it exactly. You see it as uh, Rat Boy actually backs Travis into the ropes tosses him off and hits him with a big back body drop. I mean, when a man as large as Travis falls from that great a height, I mean, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, and they're showing it right now. And Travis crawls to the ropes, and Rat Boy gets behind him, hits a big fisherman suplex, goes for an early pin. Oh, but of course, in a match like this, when you have the entire VWO surrounding the ring, you have to worry about distractions. And it looks like Justin... Justin Clouds, Travis's brother, is actually distracting the ref. And, I mean, we've seen this time and time again. Rat Boy notices walking over, attempting to scare Justin away. I mean, I mean Dylan, you've faced men in the VWO before. How do you, when there are so many men in the ring, how do you face it? All these distractions. Um, well, first off, you, uh, you don't turn your back to your opponent and look at the entrance ramp. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Basic, basic that, common mistake. Uh, two, you do your best to not run into the ref, because once they get knocked down, then it's you're basically going to lose. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it looks like Travis is, oh. or uh, Rat Boy is pl falling prey to that biggest mistake, taking your eyes off your opponent as Travis sneaks up, 
grabbing Ratboy and hits him with a big cumulonimbus in the middle of the ring, cracking the skull of Ratboy against the ring. And he attempts to try to get an easy pin off of it, but Ratboy kicks at it too. Oh no, and Travis looks to have backed up in the corner, and it looks like he's going for that big vaping boot. That big boot that has taken down so many superstars before when... Oh my god, what is this at ringside? It looks like some fan has jumped the rails. This hooded fan, and they're absolutely beating Clint Clouds down into the ground. It looks like Travis is distracted. Now Justin looks like he's trying to pull the hooded figure away, but... Oh my god! He's hit with a big Papa power bomb. That means... Ladies and gentlemen, is this? It is! It's Scott Moore, the man the VWO attacked last week. And it looks like he's back oh. to get some revenge on Clint Clouds and the rest of the VWO. And it looks like he is destroying Clint Clouds, who's attempting to run off into the crowd. And if we look, oh, look back in the ring. Looks like Travis is distracted, yelling for his father. And Rat Boy Connor sneaks up, hits the rat attack. That big rat foo move that he learned so long ago. Putting Travis down, goes for the pin. One, two, three. And ladies and gentlemen, looks also, like- uh, rule, rule number three, be sure you bribe security beforehand to keep bullshit like this from happening. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like our semifinals are set as Ratboy Connor moves on alongside Guy Fieri, Scotty Moore, and the Dylan to the semifinals of the king of the steel city tournament now we've got we've got the semi-finals set guys do we have any picks right now oh boy you know seeing the the complicated inverse move known as the rat attack i just don't know how to describe it but i think that rat boy has a real chance wait what do you mean you can't describe the move he karate chopped the dude in the throat how is that even legal <laughs> Well, Dylan, as a man whose finishing move is a punch to the dick, I don't think you can argue that. But, of course, um... Yeah, I haven't nearly killed anybody. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Travis is actually dying right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I crush people's, like, faces into the mat now. I don't... Do we really have any way to respond to this? Well, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. has Tips told you about the pending lawsuit you have? Yeah, Blake, not for nothing. That's, that that attack at Summerfest has given me a concussion, and I am suing you. But, um, uh, yeah, when it comes to Rat Boy, I mean, he's powerful, but you got to think, Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri is a man who wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament. He's a man who was effectively fired from the uh, JWF alongside the rest of the celebrity division. And he decided to insert himself. He has a fire, a passion burning in him, not just to become the king of the Steel City, but to prove to Captain Tibbs that he belongs here. And another man who thinks he belongs here, ladies and gentlemen, is the man known as the Dillon, who, uh, of course, is in the semifinals of the King of the Steel City tournament, thanks to the VWO, who last, last week announced themselves as the Dylan's insurance policy. They basically, the VWO are going to be at Dylan's side through this entire tournament. They are going to make sure he gets to the finals. They may even make sure he wins the finals. And I don't know if Dylan has aligned himself with the VWO. I don't know what's been going on backstage. So we have sent our hottest reporter, Honeypot, backstage with the Dylan. And I think he has a few questions for us. Let's have a listen. Hello, Honeypot's McTarot card here tonight, and I am currently with the Dylan. So, Dylan, last week, thanks to the VWO, 
you have moved on to the semi-finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. They later came out announcing themselves as your insurance policy. So what does that mean for you, Dylan? Have you aligned yourself with the VWO, your old nemesis? Well, Honeypot McName, um, do you see a vape in my hand right now? Do you see a cloud of strawberry bullshit being blown around this room? Do you see me in one of those stupid VWO ripoff shirts? No, you don't. See, all I'm doing is allowing the VWO to do what they always do. Make stupid decisions. At first it was facing me, but now they're making the dumb decision of helping me. Because you don't have to be an idiot to let me become the king of the Steel City. You'd have to be a fucking idiot to think that once I become number one contender again, once I get a chance at that belt that I never lost, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to get back what's mine, and it's not going to be a pretty process. It's going to be painful. It's going to be bloody. There are going to be casualties, and I'm not going to care, because I want that stupid plastic belt back in my hands so I can finish what I started, tearing this place down. Because I'm not going to buy into the VWO and their little bullshit lifestyle. I'm going to, you know, allow them to blow their clouds. Because see, unlike them with their clouds, I bring fire. I bring true destruction, and they're going to see the consequences of that destruction when I bury each and every one of them. You have a good night, Honeypot. Try to figure out what the fuck your name is. Um, thank you for your time. Burn it down. <laughs> uh, powerful words from the Dylan here. I mean, it looks like he is perfectly content with letting the VWO basically carry him to his title. I mean, yeah. uh, Dylan, how do you respond to your uh, response? <laughs> First off, um, I didn't even know we had cameras, so I'm really surprised that we actually taped things here. Um, second off, uh, I'm the best and suck one. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing with me is, you know, two months ago, I would have thought that Dylan, as a proud champion, as a man who wouldn't take any help, as a man who, whether he loved the v, loved the JWF or hated it, he was going to fight on his own, but now he's willing to take help. I think, I don't really know what's going on, going on with the Dylan's head. What do you think, Blake? Well, I think that no matter what happens, as soon as Dylan gets what he wants, he's just going to break people's legs and punch them in the dick. And that's going to involve everybody from the VWO to Captain Tibbs himself, probably. Mm -hmm. And, of course, um, who knows? He could go on to become this king of the Steel City. But one man who I know will not become the king of the Steel City, a man who was surprisingly left out of the tournament is a man named Blake Tanner. A man who last week was almost a casualty in the attacks the VWO were laying on Scotty Moore's family. I mean, we saw as they destroyed Scott Moore, as they destroyed Blake Tanner. And it almost seems like Blake Tanner has been an afterthought in this entire tournament. And I think Blake Tanner's aware of that himself because he's in our ring right now. And he's got a microphone and I think he's got something he wants to say. Alright, so I want to address something tonight. Um, it's a problem. It's a problem in this company. 
It's a problem that we've had in this company for months. It's a problem with me. I think Dylan, Dylan of all people, summed it up pretty well a few weeks ago. He said, I was a good guy. A good underdog. You see, that's the biggest problem that I have with this company. Everybody in the back, everybody when I meet the fans, they all say the same thing. Hey, you're a good guy. You are the greatest underdog in the world. And you know what? I hate that word. I hate the word underdog. It's a term that describes the little guy with a big heart who just never wins the big one. A dude that keeps getting knocked down every time he tries to achieve everything he's ever dreamed of, time and time again. It means, aw oh, kid, you're a real go-getter, talented, passionate. In the end, you might just win the big one against all odds that are stacked against you, but you're still just that little guy that nobody ever thought would really make it. It means that when I step into this ring, everyone expects me to fail. So listen. I will only say this once. I am not an underdog. I can stand up to anyone in the back and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with every wrestler in the JWF and beyond. Let me ask you something. When I won the JWF championship at Summerfest, was that a failure? When I was part of the longest reigning JWF tag teams in history, was that a failure? I am not an underdog. I am not a failure. I am a challenger. I am a contender. And I will be champion. I climb to the top again and again, over and over, but they still treat me like a failure, like I don't deserve a spot. Because haven't you noticed, there's a big name missing from the King of the Steel City Tournament. That name is Blake Tanner. You have to be some kind of idiot to ignore everything that I've done. To call Blake Tanner a failure? I don't care if it's Griffin Clouds, if it's the Dylan, if even Captain Tibbs himself calls me a failure. You know that I've proven over and over I deserve that title. My track record proves that I can win. And when I do, Nobody will ever think of Blake Tanner as an underdog again. Oh, and here's one man who may actually be willing to call Blake Tanner an underdog, although I wouldn't after that fiery promo. It's Griffin Cloud, the JWF champion here, and he's got a microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, would you look at that? The fresh-faced baby face coming out and trying his best to convince us that he's a winner. Crying a little river in the ring, saying he's the greatest of all time in the JWF. He deserves a shot at my title? Well, Blakey boy, here's the problem. You don't decide who gets to face me for my title. Hell, I don't even get to decide. Only one man does, and that's the same man that kept you out of the King of the Steel City Tournament. You know, I wonder why he did that. The same man who you just publicly called an idiot. Oh, that man is Captain Tibbs, and you know, 
I think Tibbs has his head in the clouds, so to speak. <laughs> and that means that you're never going to get a shot at my title again, buddy boy. Oh my god. Oh my god, Griffin Clouds is showing... It's Tibbs' office. And he's got a vape in his hand. He's wearing a VWO shirt. I mean, if you listen to how Tibbs talks on all of the pay-per-views, I always thought he hated the VWO, but here he is with the VWO, vaping up a storm. I can't... Guys, I can't believe this. The owner, um. the owner of the JWF is in cahoots with the VWO. Mm. Gentlemen, how do you react to this? I mean... Flabbergasted. I've always considered Tibbs a friend, and this is ridiculous. Tibbs is like a father to me. I mean, I mean, I call my dad an idiot all the time, so, you know, that's just kind of normal. <laughs> of course, I mean, D Dylan, how do you react to this news? I mean, you have to be an impartial person when you own a company, when you're the manager of a company, and suddenly here Tibbs is almost in bed with his champion, for lack of a better term. God, this reminds me of WCW. I hope that means we're going out of business soon, too. <laughs> well, here's... I guess we're going to have to wait until next week to see what happens mm -hmm. in the J. I mean, we may very well go out of business soon. He's going to be spending a lot of money on vape stuff. Yeah, vapes are expensive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess we're going to have to see what happens next week in the JWF. So, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? Uh... God, I learned that we could make everybody's theme music. Aw, oh, damn it, you stole mine. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what did you learn? I learned that there's no need to be original. <laughs> um, and I learned third time's the charm, bitch. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. <laughs> I, I really, dude, if he does come to, like, uh, the freaking Ring of Honor show down here in Lakeland, I'm gonna have to apologize to him if anybody ever actually used that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be like, hey, listen, I've been, I've been on a podcast, uh, using your Twitter handle for a while now, so, you're welcome? <laughs> um, Blake, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter um, you can also find me near Lana's Instagram account for the next few days. Um, Exclusively watching one video. Th that same video. But I also do other videos on YouTube uh, at the Darkroom Vidya. That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. We just put out a great compilation video of us playing um, Payday 2. Oh, yeah, I actually watched that. It was fucking funny. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's Queasel Corp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Uh, you can find all the other podcasts I do on a load of purebs.com. I actually, uh, me and my buddy Jim Murphy just started a new one. It's called Opposite Attractions. It's where me and him try to build our own theme park from scratch. And he has good ideas. And uh, I have not so good ideas. And that's why Opposites Attract uh yeah you can find that over at a load of purebs.com 
Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure to subscribe, make sure to review us, leave a like, comment if you're listening on Facebook. Just engage with us. We would like to hear words from you, our dear listeners. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS. Dot com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Follow us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you are a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.